Hey guys, make sure to check out StravaCraftCoffee.com. If you're a new StravaCraft customer, you can use code DNVR25 to get 25% off your first order at Strava. You can get a StravaCraft Coffee subscription and get that CBD packed coffee delivered every two, three, four, six, or eight weeks. Um, and get 25% off with the code DNVR25. If you're if you're a returning StravaCraft coffee customer, use code DNVR20 for 20% off uh, StravaCraft coffee. Of course, it's packed with CBD. Get it at StravaCraftCoffee.com. What's up, guys? Welcome into the DMVR Nuggets podcast. I'm Harrison Wynn hosting again today alongside Brendan Vogt and D-Line. You know him as Eric Weedham. Uh, it's Friday, guys. Uh, we got a company wedding this weekend. Big yeah. plans. Big plans. How we feeling? Oh, How boy. we feeling today? I just went and picked up my suit. Um, there's not like normally being shaped like a bowling ball is like not that big of a distraction in my life. But when I have to be measured and, and put into expensive clothing it's uh it's not good guys uh my, my self-esteem really took a hit this morning <laughs> uh, dude i'm just hoping i get my suit uh, my <laughs> won't call me back so uh, well it I might be, be a blessing in disguise if you don't get your suit because it's gonna be approximately 100 degrees saturday morning it, it, here's my question guys is my brand strong enough to just wear a flower shirt to brandon's wedding like can i get oh, away yes. with that Absolutely. I think so. I mean, Absolutely. I would be a little disappointed if you didn't show up in a flowered shirt, to be honest. Like new, new plan locked in. Yeah. Like, I don't think that'd be that'd be wrong at all. Yeah, man. Yeah. You could easily show up in a Hawaiian shirt and then like slacks and even flip flops. Like you could totally pull that off whilst <laughs> I am whilst I am wearing an expensive uh, bowling ball retaining suit that I've, I'm sweating and feel bad about myself. I can't wait, dude. Last time I bought a suit at Men's Warehouse, I bought a suit a suit a few months ago. They can literally measure you just with an iPad. They just take a picture of you. What? And then boom, it just has your measurements right there. It's next Unbelievable. level. Unbelievable. See, I actually went to the Men's Warehouse, and now I feel like I was the guy like just wanted to put a tape measure on my inseam. I'm, awesome. I actually might need, I might like, I, I might need actually, that uh, whole encounter. <laughs> yeah, like now that I'm looking back, like with this new information in mind, like I, I mean, I might, need, I might need to write an email actually. <laughs> yeah, man, you got, uh, you got shafted. You, you didn't get the A plus treatment. <laughs> shafted might be the wrong word here or the right word. I don't know. Good start. Oh, man. Good start. Oh, man. <laughs> Good. All right. Well, that, that should be fun. That should be fun this weekend. The first company wedding, first DNVR wedding. So Holy we'll smokes. see how that goes. Holy smokes. <laughs> um, on today's show, the MVP voting came out in terms oh, of uh, the ballots were revealed. The ballots of the 100 media members were revealed. Uh, so we can bitch about that. Yeah. Um, Tim Conley <laughs> just had his end of season presser, so we can discuss that. Uh, a lot of cool tidbits to come out of that, I thought. And then I think we'll wrap up with uh, some questions. So, pack show today. Um, first, let's go to the MVP voting, though. Uh, how how enraged are you, Eric, on a scale of one to ten? Here, well, I mean, this is funny. This is like one of these things where if you receive a hundred compliments and one 
like yeah. slightly negative sure. uh, comment. You're like, what the hell? You just like want to attack and destroy. Like Nikola got 91 of the votes, like 91 points, uh, however that works out. Um, but at the first thing I did was just scroll down to see like where the people who did not vote for him were. And then I like, I, which, you know, or that just to be mad, but then, then you come across one lone, seemingly insane person. Beautiful, Max, beautiful. Ba- this is art. High art. This Max hopped, hopped, Maximilian hopped, which I've come to now. I mean, this is a person whose name I've never heard of before. Um, and the source that they write for, I've never heard of before. I've come to find out this is a German writer living in L.A. Nikola Jokic did not make his top five. See, Joel I'm Embiid in, did not make his top five. This is what I mean. I'm impressed by this. Like, if you're going to go contrarian and then you just pick a guy who missed the playoffs, like, boo. But, but Max, I mean, wow, th- he, that man woke up with ambition and chaos in his heart. He, he really took it to the max. There's really no other way to say it. He, <laughs> he did not vote for Joel Embiid. He voted for Ben Simmons. See, see, I, I can't even be mad at Max because it's just so obvious that he didn't watch the NBA this season. Like I, I cannot even be mad. Agreed. At him I guarantee you, he just didn't watch the NBA. He probably just looked at the standing, saw the 76ers finish first in the East and just picked Ben Simmons. I can't even, can't even be mad at him. The only people I can be mad at are honestly the people who voted Steph Curry MVP. Yes. Like if you voted Joel Embiid, I disagree with it. I think Nicole Jokic should have been a unanimous MVP, but you can make some case in, in some far off galaxy that Joel Embiid could have won MVP. Chris Paul, I'm even willing to say, okay, like, sure. You can vote Chris Paul MVP and yes, it's the wrong vote. It's a bad vote. It's not the end of the world. Voting Steph Curry MVP, a guy who didn't even make the playoffs. Remember how big of an outrage it was? Do you remember how big of an outrage it was when Russell Westbrook won MVP? Yep. And the Thunder were the sixth seed? At least they made the freaking playoffs. Steph Curry couldn't even get into the playoffs. He couldn't even get into the playoffs. There's no way he should have gotten one single vote as MVP. Reach. (laughs) Um, That actually reminds me, Max Haupt, also voted for Russell Westbrook this year to be on the MVP. Unbelievable. You know what? Um, it, none of this matters except to say that uh, we have to run this man out of the country and he cannot receive any more votes. I don't know how he got a vote. I want to vote if he got a vote. I yeah, mean, like, he, he, how I unqualified can we be? Worry about that long term. Okay. <laughs> I would assume there that will be rectified i'm with win though like try not to get big mad eric you had a very good perspective like 91 first place votes as we know he is the mvp and history will remember that but uh i i got i got internet upset at the <laughs> i really did i i drafted and deleted a lot of tweets about ramona um all were <laughs> respectful but i sure, respectfully I'm... disagreed and <laughs> I'll just look for transparency's sake, guys. I'm leaving Ramona off my MVP ballot. She's not. Uh, what is the I, the MVP of the uh, media? I yeah, exactly. I dude, I just can't wait to get my big shiny job at the worldwide leader in sports and vote MVP for a guy who missed the fucking playoffs. That sounds sick, dude. When did I get that job? Uh, soon. I gotta think. 
Is that too far? We can edit that. Sorry, <laughs> uh, there's no editing allowed on this podcast. Yeah, no, no. We, 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 ro- I'm already, uh, I'm already, uh, yeah. I mean, I earlier, like less than five minutes ago, I declared that we should kick a guy out of the country. I mean, you did. Yeah. You did. <laughs> there's no, there's no backtracking. I mean, we've, we've all already said a lot of things we regret on this podcast. So, um, but all the same, like, it is funny. It is hilarious. Cause I it, like, just, I just went down. I'm like, go back, go past 25 votes for Nicola and then see what yeah, I'm like, Oh, oh my, you'll just get yours. <laughs> Yeah, all we I have mean, left, vote, guys. Yeah, vote. It's really, right. all we have left. Like, history will remember Nikola Jokic as the MVP and an MVP that won the award by a huge margin. I mean, 91 votes out of 100. I'm not even counting the fan vote, which is the 101 vote, because that's just the stupidest thing in the history of award voting. Like, why is that even a thing? Who and did it that? even happen? Are there, yeah. Is there a single witness to a single yeah. fan vote? Cast? Where did this fan vote take place? I never saw it. I never even saw it advertised at all. Not um, once. Yeah. Not even convinced it was like anywhere other than uh, uh, NewYorkKnicks.com slash MVP. And it's it so funny. It is so funny. It's like all of it at the end of the day, completely inconsequential. All the same. Right. We're but in the offseason, baby. Yeah. We're in the offseason. It, 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 it is inconsequential, but Nicole Jokic should have been unanimous MVP. He should have been. He, he was clearly there, – there was no other argument, like honestly. Yes. There, there really wasn't. He should have oh, been the, a unanimous MVP. That's how special of a season he yes. had. Yes, Harrison. I mean, look, the other guy missed half the season. The other guy was this, probably the second best player on his team in Phoenix and Chris Paul. And the other dude missed the playoffs. So like, I know I was like, thinking, go ahead. No, no I was no, just no, like, no, I was thinking that in the shower earlier, I was ooh, sorry to I, I, pull back the curtain, for, baby. Take you're, us. You're, in you're welcome for getting that visual. Yeah. Actually. Now I almost apologize. Why would I apologize for that? Um, I was just thinking about how the argument that, you know, like the Suns added Chris Paul and they became the number one seed. Like obviously he's the most valuable. And I was like, wait a minute. You know what the Suns would look like if they added Nikola Jokic? Like they would be the the one A plus. Like, like I don't, would they have lost a game this year? <laughs> uh, yeah, they might not have. <laughs> they really might not. You go through this oh, whole man. cycle, and then you do start to feel dumb. You're like, "What am I mad about?" It's fine. But- you're like, yeah. At the end, you're like, you know what? I, I just hope that he, in, in the end, is the MVP. Oh, he is? Okay. Oh, he is. Okay. My... <laughs> you know what? I have a few more gripes. But no, like, we're all held to certain standards, man. Like, even us here, I don't know. Have an ESPN job. Do your job. Yeah, your that job. was the other thing. Like, the people who didn't vote Nikola Jokic as MVP, no surprise at who those people were. Like, that's who we thought it was going to be all along, right? Yeah, that's that's yeah. true. That is true. It's all um, good. Yeah. Anyways, um, let's hit a break real quick. We'll come back, talk about uh, what Tim Conley had to say in his end of season presser. A lot of interesting stuff, I thought. Uh, so we'll get to that after this break. Right now at Solace Meds, guys, just drop the name DNVR. Drop the code DNVR20. They'll treat you like a VIP there. They've got a location just blocks from the DNVR bar on East Colfax. Uh, use code DNVR20 at checkout for 20% off your entire purchase. Uh, they've also got locations in Fort Collins. Uh, they've got one in Wheat Ridge. They've got one off of Broadway. And like I said, they've got one just blocks away from uh, the DNVR bar on East Colfax. 
They've got tons of deals in June, uh, 15% off all gold shelf concentrates, 25% off all Blues Brothers joint packs, tons and tons of deals. And then in addition, use that code DNBR20 at checkout for 20% off uh, and get a free Solace Bar or King Cone uh, at the Wheat Ridge location when you use that code DNBR20. So check them out. You can also order online at solacemeds.com and pick up at your convenience at any of those locations. And also, if you're looking for a dentist in the Denver area, check out Green Mountain Dental Group. Uh, these guys are awesome at what they do. They're Denver sports fans. They're DNBR members. A lot of us have gone there to get our teeth cleaned, to get cavities filled, to get our wisdom teeth pulled. And like I said, they're great at what they do. Get a free Sonicare toothbrush from Green Mountain Dental Group when you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam today. Uh, Green Mountain Dental Group, located 15 minutes from downtown Denver. Get a free Sonicare toothbrush, an electric toothbrush, top of the line. It's going to last you for a long, long time. Get a free one of those when you schedule a cleaning x-ray exam at Green Mountain Dental Group today. All right, back here on the DMVR Nuggets podcast, we are presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, of course. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use code DMVR when you sign up. Harrison Wind alongside Eric Weedham and Brendan Vote. Uh, Brendan, I'll go to you first on this one because I don't believe D-Line was on the presser unless he snuck in there. Um, <laughs> Wish he was. <laughs> I was. I was on the press list. <laughs> yeah. what, nice. what was your, your biggest takeaway from what Tim Connolly had to say uh, on this Friday morning? Yeah, I think two sort of macro scale points. Um, one is not surprising at all, which is Tim did hint at just a general desire to bring as many guys back as they can, right? Quote, we love this group. The more guys we can keep together, the better. So obviously you're going to look to improve, but uh, to the surprise of, I think, absolutely no one, it sounds like they have at least half a mind towards retaining you know, as much of the core as they can. And then uh, the other one wind is is the quote about ownership, right? Um, I, I think Tim said that, that they have no financial restraints in terms of helping this roster improve going forward. Um, he says ownership's been great and, and that they'll do what they have to do uh, if the front office deems it necessary. So, you know, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it, but it does sound like, uh, you know, the mindset from the brass in Denver is in line with what we'd hoped. You know, they see this as a window and they'll, they'll operate accordingly. Yeah. So Tim's quote on ownership, he was pretty much just asked like, how confident are you that ownership will be willing to go into luxury tax? Uh, if you need to, to keep this roster at a championship level. And he said, quote, we have no financial restraints in terms of trying to further develop a championship roster. Uh, T- Connolly went on to say, if we feel the need I know the Cronkies are so basketball obsessed. They will do whatever they can to make sure we have the best possible chance. So like the Cronkies haven't gone into the luxury tax recently. They have in the past. Um, my, my feeling is I believe it. I, I think they're willing to go in to the tax. I don't know how much. I don't think they're going to pay like a Golden State Warriors level luxury tax bill, uh, but I think if the Nuggets need to, if the Nuggets front office can make the case to them that like to keep this roster together, uh, maybe this off season and definitely next off season, I think they would be willing to go into the tax a little bit. I, I believe, I believe Connolly, I, I believe that they'd be willing to take that step. What was, what's your reaction to that, Eric? 
Well, I mean, it's everything that you always want to hear that they, they care enough about winning that they're willing to spend the money. I mean, this is, you know, it's always like a weird conversation when you're talking about the Cronkies and money. I mean, obviously they have like unlimited resources, but yeah. they're oddly, but they dole them out in strange ways. Like, you know, like, again, like putting the team on television, for an example, or building a practice facility or, or these things that feel like no brainers that don't ever really get addressed. But at the end of the day, like if they spend money in the right ways to on the court, like I'm very happy then, you know, it, it, and it, honestly, like the way that this team has gone about um, spending money and building the roster, like now is the time to go into the tax. There's been other like points where, you know, they could have gone into the tax and it would have just been silly and futile and a waste of money. And like now is not that time. Like now they actually have, you know, the core that is worth spending on. So I'm hopeful. I, 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 I gotta think that, uh, that Josh sees it and, Theoretically, if, if Stan ever ever watches the Nuggets anymore, like he can see the like the case for actually spending and, and, and you know, cr- keeping this team together, which who's so lovable and, and really allowing the city of Denver to learn who they are and, and then fall in love with them. Like now is the time to do it. So uh, that's great. I love it. I wonder if, you know, one of the ways we see that manifest and Tim spoke on this as well. Uh, is I expect at this point a pretty quick trigger on the Porter extension. Um, and I do think like layer one, they'll they'll pay him. And it'll probably, in my opinion, end up being a max um, to keep him around. And, you know, from there, in terms of things like keeping AG around, future decisions, then you're really looking at a tax bill. But um, I just think layer one of this, it sounds like uh, ownership's going to be comfortable just saying, look, we're going to pay to keep this core around at the very, very least. And if building around that means dipping into the tax, then so be it. I mean, I'm so curious what they do with Aaron Gordon moving forward. Obviously he's under contract this year, but like, we'll see. I mean, the, this next season will sort of like answer a lot of those questions as to where his value lies and like how much his, you know, they're willing to actually invest in him because, you know, once you're talking about paying now four guys, a bunch of money, um, then you get into the tax and it becomes a, multiplier situation where it just gets more and more expensive every year. Like that's going to be very, very interesting. Yeah. The Gordon thing is interesting. I kind of view it like you just said, Eric, where they'll see how this year goes. Mm. If you know, it makes sense to bring him back. Like, yeah, they could, but I don't think it's, I don't think it's like an impossible notion that they just find maybe the next Aaron Gordon after next season. You know, they yeah. had Jeremy Grant. Then they kind of tried to find, quote-unquote, the next Jeremy Grant and Aaron Gordon. You know, maybe they'd find the next Aaron Giannis. Gordon. Sure, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's Giannis, yeah. But I, I don't think it's like a foregone conclusion that Aaron Gordon's going to be on this team mm. two years from now. He could be. If next year goes really well, Denver makes yeah. a deep run in the playoffs. Yeah, I'm sure they'll look to bring him back. But – you know, maybe they just look to find the next Aaron Gordon. Like I, I could see that happening. And that whole process is complicated by the fact that they, it was like a, half a month, right. Of that group together. And then that's taken away from them. And Jamal won't be back till the start of the playoffs, essentially, or roughly around that time. So there's not going to be a satisfactory amount of data, you know, like it's, it's going to be, 
that this decision will be unfortunately muddied by the fact that they didn't get to see Gordon with this team at full strength across a large sample size and probably won't before they have to make that decision. Um, so yeah, I, that playoff run is going to, I think probably determine, you know, a, what Gordon's looking for, B how willing Denver is to go there. Yeah, it could. So on Porter, I asked Tim just how big of a priority it is to get that extension done with Michael Porter. And he just pretty much said, look, our MO in the past is when we can and we try to lock guys up and reward them for what they've done. Uh, we've had a lot of luck in getting things done earlier rather than later. So I inferred from that, that, that yes, like you said, though, they're going to try to get something done with Michael Porter ASAP uh, as soon as possible and lock him up for, you know, the next four years uh, at least. And then, um, and then, oh yeah, you, you mentioned Jamal. I thought this was actually a, a very interesting quote from, from Tim. He said that Jamal Murray's ACL injury quote, won't have too much bearing on how the nuggets approach this off season. So kind of like we were talking about yesterday, I was wondering, do the nuggets kind of need to go out and get somebody who can just, take on some offensive load because they're not going to have Jamal Murray's 21 points per game for a lot of next season. Doesn't sound like that's going to be a huge priority. Uh, and then he said on Jamal Murray's return, there's no firm timetable, of course, but quote, we know he's going to be back and better than ever that and better than ever within the year. I took that as he's going to be back within next season within 365 days. I didn't mean I didn't take it as he's going to be back before December 31st. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. What do you think about that vote? Yeah, I felt this the same way. I think that was actually a, a sort of broader general way of saying, look, at some point next year, um, next season, I should say, Jamal will be back. And I, yeah, it didn't sound like he was bumping that timetable up or anything like that. But um, just a like, just a reminder that that's still plan A. Jamal Porter and Jokic and they expect that to come back into play soon enough so not surprising and again we talked about this yesterday so I don't want to belabor the point but that is maybe one data point they were able to pull from that playoffs which is why complicate the cap sheet further when we feel we can survive with Monte and Faku um, and so to me it sounds like that's sort of where Tim's headspace is at at least for now uh, and I'm with it I'm with it I mean unless you can get some really wonderful one-year deal with a a great player that somehow wants to come to Denver under those circumstances. I think you're actually creating more questions than you're answering by trying to shift finances around and bring someone in. And I, uh, I was surfing the old timeline as I'm at, known to do. And I came across some clips of Jamal Murray in the playoffs um, last year, or the, maybe even the year before. And just, just was just weeping I just couldn't even, <laughs> like just what he was just like hitting impossible shots and i was just thinking back to like the stretches of the playoffs we watched where absolutely no one could hit any shot of any difficulty level oh life is so unfair guys it's just so unfair isn't it it really is yeah. it really is grandma was right <laughs> and, and maybe clinically depressed now that I <laughs> about jamal murray specifically mm. your grandmother <laughs> man your grandma's hip as hell <laughs> i mean it did sound like he'll, he's gonna be back by the playoffs and you know, that's that's encouraging because you know i guess i always thought it was maybe a little bit of a possibility that he could just miss the entire season because like why you know why rush back 
but I, th- I think that's how a lot of players view it. But uh, Jamal obviously will push to get back as soon as possible. Um, so I thought that was really encouraging. You know, it sounds like he'll be back before, you know, the season ends. So I, I thought that was good to hear. Uh, another takeaway that I had, Zeke Naji, probably the one guy who wasn't in the rotation this last season that I could see getting elevated mm. to a very uh, kind of night in, night out standard rotation spot. Conley said, this is what I love about Tim. He took a long walk with Zeke Naji through low high the other day uh, to talk about his next steps. Uh, he said Zeke's ability to guard and make shots. So unique for a 20 year old big, even though he's six ten, he's going to be a heck of heck of a three and D guy for us. I think Zeke Naji is going to be in the rotation next season, guys. I, oh my I, God, I, think he, I think he could be the Nuggets third big to be quite honest behind Aaron Gordon and Nikola Jokic. Man, I got to say like, Walking through low high with Zeke Naji, dude, that move is so north side. I love it. <laughs> also, what a pleasant walk. Those are two <laughs> small talkers right there. Yeah. Are you done, Eric? Is that your take? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just wanted to make a, a low high north, uh, north side joke. <laughs> I, I agree, Wind. I, I, I would imagine, I would imagine that Tim and company view Zeke even as a little ahead of schedule. It sounded like they talked about him as a project pick. Um, when they drafted him, only insofar as the, the present skill set on to play in, in Arizona was not what Denver was hoping to extract out of him over in time. You know, they want him to be a versatile defender, jump shooter. And man, did he look the part in limited time this season. I didn't, I thought it would have been getting ahead of themselves to put him in the rotation this year. It never seemed like plan A, um, even with all the injuries. But I'm with you. You know, Paul Millsap, that contract's expiring. At this point, I'm pretty um, skeptical that he comes back. And that rotation spot, I think, is Zeke's, and it should be, and it should be. Yeah, dude, I'm so excited about the prospect of Zeke Naji. I mean, obviously, you know, we didn't see him because it's just that's how the typical uh, maturation of a rookie in the NBA is. Like, you just come in, you have spot minutes, unless you're 30 years old and you come from Argentina and you've actually you're actually <laughs> a heavily decorated international <laughs> superstar. Like, then and, you can and, be a starter. Every every Garden Freddy just gets injured, also. <laughs> Yeah, like in that case, you know, it's it's more uh, reasonable to think that you could slot right into a, a very impactful place on, on an NBA team. But, you know, Zeke Naji um, biding his time, coming in, playing garbage time, uh, impressing us all with the jumper form that he has. And he just seems like so um, fundamentally sound. I mean, like Zeke Naji could easily you know, be the next Aaron Gordon, you know, he could be the guy that sort of takes that, that, that three, that four. I mean, the thing that we, it seemed right after draft night when we were all disappointed when we drafted him and then like 10 minutes later, we're like, Oh, we're idiots. Like, (laughs) is that like none of us, none of us like really understood the, his defensive versatility and how quick he is on his feet. Um, And that's kind of like what it is we're getting out of Aaron Gordon. Like, so Interesting. I mean, you got to like, if you're doing it right and you're building your team and you're not skipping steps, you know, you just keep that cupboard stopped with uh, players that can, you know, slide in year after year after year. So I love the idea of of Zeke being a long-term piece for the nuggets. Like I just love everything about who he is and, and, and the potential of, of what he can bring. Man, if you can, if you can find a rotational three and D piece via the draft, on that rookie salary, that's you're not going to do much better. And I think no. that's that's definitely the optimistic 
and perhaps realistic at this point perspective on Zeke, a low, you know, a, a low to, to medium level three and D guy. Yeah. I, I mean, I think at times he looked ready last season. Like, at I, Lakers I thought, game. Yeah. I thought he could have been a fixture in the rotation last season. The guy can shoot it. We know that um, defensively. He's way ahead of schedule just yeah. from an individual and team defense perspective. <clears throat> His basketball IQ is off the charts. He's such a nugget in every yeah. in every way, shape, and form. <laughs> Great point. Oh my god, dude! Hold on, is he? Hang Mr. on. No, hold on. <laughs> he's, ju- he's junior nugget for now. Junior <laughs> nuggets. <laughs> Yeah, I've actually seen that, that we've gotten some questions about the future of the Mr. Nugget title. But um, holy smoke. Well, doesn't that somebody have to like the, the current Mr. Nugget have to. Right. Be, I mean, Gary, Gary leaving obviously left. But it was Monte. T- it was, yeah. it's of Monte. course, of course. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah of course. It, it's Monte Morris until Monte Morris is no longer on this team. Maybe he <laughs> he's never not on this team. And, and turf, oh, in, in that case, he'll never give up the title of Mr. Nugget. Holy smokes, a a lifetime Mr. Nugget designation. Holy smokes. Yeah, I'd be fine with that. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, mean, my my final thought on Connolly's presser this morning, just to kind of go back to the um, comments about going into the luxury tax. The the one thing that I've, or one of the things that I've really just kind of realized over the last couple of years is when you have a championship window, You've just got to take advantage of it. You've got to, because you don't know when it's just going to evaporate. And I think the Nuggets learned that lesson a little bit this season with Jamal Murray's injury. Yeah. And who even knows, you know, what this championship window is going to look like going forward. I still think Denver's in it because I think Jamal is going to recover and he's going to be the same player and guys come back from ACL injuries pretty easily now. Um, and, And they're usually in a lot of cases, the same guy they were before. Um, but I think the Nuggets front office recognizes that um, that they're in that window right now. And this is the time, and they've got to go all in. And I, I really do think ownership realizes that uh, to an extent as well. So I thought those comments were, were really good to hear. I think so too, but I do want to acknowledge what I would assume a lot of fans are, are thinking themselves right now, which is like, we'll believe it when we see it. And that's fair, right? I mean, given the Kroenke's approach to, for example, the TV debacle, you know, it does that's not necessarily instilling any confidence that they're ready to just open up the wallet and do whatever they can to support this team. Um, so I, I do believe Tim, like, I don't think he's lying or anything like that. But for anyone at home who's who's in the I'll believe it when I see it camp, like I get where they're coming from as well. Yeah. Uh, did you have any other big takeaways from what Connolly had to say? Vote. I think we hit on hit on most of them, man. Uh, oh, just he he talked obviously about Wes Unseld and the rest of the staff, um, and you know, to the surprise of absolutely no one who's familiar with Tim's approach, it certainly appears to be a priority to get a lot of those guys hired. Uh, and head coaching job, which, you know, I think is, is how it's done a lot of times at this level, but I know it's how it's done in Denver. That's, that's just Tim's MO and, and Malone's MO. So not surprising. Um, and it, obviously they're lobbying really hard here for Wes to get, uh, you know, whatever job he, he, he's up for right now, which is they're yeah. multiple, I believe. Right. And then Washington, I, I think is one to watch. Is that the case when? 
Yeah, I would really watch him for the Wizards job. I mean, he pretty much, Wes Unsell Jr. pretty much grew up around the Wizards organization. His dad was obviously a legendary player for the Bullets and Wizards. His his dad was the GM at one point. He was the head coach at one point. And I, I wrote about this, I believe it was last year, but Tim Conley and Wes Unsell Jr. used to share an office in the then Bullets, Washington Bullets facility when those guys first got their first jobs in the league. Uh, Wes Unseld Sr. was the GM of the Bullets at that point. Like Connolly was just out of college. So was Wes Unseld Jr. Um, and Wes Unseld Jr. was also an assistant with the Wizards uh, in the late 2000s. Uh, he's obviously got a lot of player development on his resume in Denver. So I would watch him for the Wizards job. I also think he'd be a great fit for the, for the Magic job as well. Mm. Um, so yeah, we'll see what happens with him. Uh, let's hit another break real quick. And then when we come back, we'll wrap up with some questions that we did not get to yesterday on the Thursday mailbag edition. Uh, we'll do that on the other side of this break right now on DraftKings, guys, a great offer from DraftKings. That's pretty much just, uh, giving away free money. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Uh, make sure to use code DNVR. When you sign up on DraftKings right now, you can pick any basketball team that's still in contention, bet $1. And if that team wins, you win $100 in site credits. It's simply that easy, guys. They're putting you courtside with a chance to turn $1 into $100 in site credits. Uh, Besides that, they've got tons of great odds boosts on there. And like I said, DraftKings Sportsbook has given you the chance to turn $1 into $100 in free credit. So make sure to download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code DNVR when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free credits. Bet on the basketball team your choice to win their next game. If they do, you will claim $100 in free credits. That's promo code DNVR for a limited time at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only. Wager paid out in insight. Credits restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. At Hassle Cattle Company right now, DNVR listeners can buy three, get one free on their flank steaks. These delicious, lean, flavorful flank steaks. They're only $9.99 a piece, so buy three of those, get one free with the code DNVRFLANK at checkout at hasslecattlecompany.com. An awesome deal. Take advantage of that while it lasts. You can also use code DNVR10 for 10% off your entire order at hasslecattlecompany.com. And if you're in Denver, if you're in the area, stopping at the DNVR bar, we've got Wagyu beef on our burger on our menu at the bar. Absolutely uh, super tasty. Uh, so make sure to check that out if you're in the area, if you're stopping at the DNVR bar. And if you go to hasslecattlecompany.com, uh, use that code DNVRFLANK for buy three, get one free on their flank steaks. And also use code DNVR10 for 10% off your entire purchase. Uh, finally, also just blocks from the DNVR bar, like Solace Meds, Illegal Pete's. Check out their location on East Colfax. Super excited to have these guys back on board as a sponsor. My favorite burrito place in Denver, really the only burrito place uh, as far as I'm concerned in Denver right now. They've got a ton of great deals also. They've got happy hour at all locations from 3 to 6 p.m. every day. $1 off drafts, $1 off house and coin style margs, $20 party margs, 
$1 off a large chip and queso order. So tons and tons of deals. And obviously we love to support Illegal Pete's because they're Colorado through and through, uh, just like we are. You can get those deals at all six of their locations throughout Colorado. Uh, like I said, they also have one right on East Colfax too. So make sure to check that out. Just blocks from the DNVR bar. The stir, dude. No one brings up the stir, dude. That That is what makes Illegal Pete's Illegal Pete's. They mix all of your ingredients together at the very end of the, of the uh, construction line. And then you get fully homogenous bites. You don't get like an overload of sour cream at the end of your burrito. It's like, why? Well, it's, it's, it, it cannot be undersold. I know. If you, if you think about it, it's so weird how the stir is just <laughs> not a standard procedure at all. I know. It's ridiculous. That's the, that's the point. Like, Illegal Pete's needs to be exalted. Standard. They need to be yeah. honored. They need to be put into another category. Like, no other burrito place can even compare. Like, yeah. Illegal Pete's cares about your entire experience. I, I just couldn't. I, 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 I'm so impressed by Illegal Pete's. It is, it is blasphemous how the stir is just not <laughs> standard. Like, what? It's actually kind of malpractice. Like, you're a yeah. burrito place. That's, like, the final step. Yeah, like, I've diagnosed you, but I've forgotten to prescribe you anything. Just leave and get away from me. Yeah, you know what? That's why Illegal Pizza is such a natural partner for us. They do not skip steps, dude. Ooh, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you're a genius. I know, I know that. I know that about myself. <laughs> All right, back here on the DNVR Nuggets podcast, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Make sure to use the code DNVR when you sign up for DraftKings Sportsbook. Let's wrap up with a couple questions from the Thursday mailbag that we did not get to on yesterday's show. Yesterday's show was a fun one. Uh, great reviews. The reviews were pouring in for that show. Uh, great, great, great job, everyone. Great job. I wonder what was like... <laughs> Like R as erasure, dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Something was different about that show. Um, <laughs> I've got a bunch of questions. A couple of these we sort of touched on briefly throughout this episode, but I do just want to shout these people out for asking questions. Um, Kevin McSpadden on Twitter. Does Denver go after an all-star guard while they wait for Murray? Like when suggested, um, you know, we touched on this earlier. Doesn't sound like it from Tim Connolly's comments today. Yeah. Um, so that would be my read on it. That, yeah, that would just confuse matters more than it would help anything. I, I think so, too. I Unless, so. I mean, I don't know. Like, the only thing is that, you know, if we sort of, as a team, we, meaning me and Tim Connolly, uh, right. decided to. As soon as he returns to one of my emails, we'd get to the bottom of this. Um, if we actually focused on getting like a very commanding point guard you know, a Chris Paul type, if you were, uh, and then moving Murray to the two, but to just like get another type of player that's similar to Jamal Murray. And then they come back and we just, then we're Portland, right? Like we have McCollum and, and Dame. We don't really know what to do. We don't really know who's in charge when, or um, to me, that would just, that would be, that would be a strange use of, uh, of resources. Yeah. I mean, I was just thinking about the Lowry thing in terms right. of like, Right. Maybe the market develops and I actually could see this happening where just not a ton of teams have cap space and Kyle Lowry has to take a deal in the end. That's just like a one year something. And he can just kind of be the nugget starting point guard 
until Jamal Murray gets back. And then, you know, you have, that's what I mean. Like then, then, then what happened in the right. playoffs? So, I mean, I guess that wouldn't be terrible now that you say yeah. that. <laughs> I, I don't see it happening. It was just a thought I had, but yeah, ba- based on, you know, what Connolly had to say, I, I don't see that happening. Uh, Dan, also known as Jet Life VCC on Twitter. Oh, hell Jet yeah. Jet Life, Life VCC. Sick life, dude. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he wants to know what part of his game are we looking forward to Jokic improving or polishing in the offseason? This is a really good and interesting question, particularly because I think, guys, the top thing I'd like to see Jokic do this offseason is rest. I know. Uh, but, Wind, what are, what are your thoughts? Uh, I think it has exactly to do with how his season ended. I think he's got to improve his temperament. Mm. Um, Look, he should not have been thrown out with a flagrant two. That should have been a flagrant one. But the bottom line is he shouldn't have put himself in that position. Um, he, He could have taken that foul in a totally different way. And, you know, we we've seen him take these, you know, fouls in the past and look, it's, it's, it's costed the nuggets before and it costed them in that game four. So I think he's got to improve his temperament. He, he can't let the officials get to him as much as they do. Yes. He gets a tough whistle, but you know what? Like that's just life. And, and I think his whistle will improve and he'll get more and more calls the further he gets into his career. Uh, but he can't react to the officials the way he has over the last couple of years going forward. He just can't. It, it, at times, it hurts the Nuggets. And um, that, that foul that he gave in game four, it hurt Denver in that game. So that's the number one thing I would like to see him improve. Good answer. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the perfect answer. I mean, that that's, ex- that's literally the only flaw in the man's game is uh, offensively anyway is, is, is that, like that he gets so upset and that he wants to <clears> – <throat> make a point with the officials to show them that, you know, they're doing wrong. And like, that's the only way he is. It's like a, a child acting out, you know, like, um, so I hate when he does that. He's been a lot better about it. And unfortunately, like at the highest moment, the biggest moment where we needed him the most, like that's when it really obviously reared its ugly head. Um, and I'd also like to see him like put his arms up on defense more often. <laughs> like if there's a shot, like instead of just, not contest i'd like to see him try to contest more shots at the rim instead of just like never ever ever i mean he started to a little bit we got a few block shots out of nicola which was incredible um you know he's obviously like derided a lot he's people give him a lot a really hard time for his defense which his defense is not nearly as bad as people say that it is it's just as a center you're always focused on at the rim defense and he's, you know, he, he really doesn't have anything to offer there. Um, so I don't know if even that he's able, even able to improve on that, but I, I would like to at least see him raise his arms more often than not. Yeah. I mean, a lot of that's probably about staying out of foul trouble, but totally. sometimes it's effort, Eric, you're not wrong, man. Um, okay. We, we danced around this and I don't know if it's a, you know, it's not necessarily a this off season question, but it's an important one. Ben Scott asked, should Denver retain Aaron Gordon? Um, you know, going back to our answers for me, guys, this like, if, if they had to make that decision now, I would say yes. But I think those playoffs, um, you know, should they go more than a round are going to be where, where the valuable data is gathered. Yeah, I'm still really high on Aaron Gordon. 
despite how the playoffs ended and like he looked really bad at times in that sun series. I mean, yeah. he shot, I think around 40% from the field. He didn't make a three pointer in the entire sun series. Not great. And offensively it was rough. It was really rough. But what I have been telling people over the last couple of weeks is that like, that's not who Aaron Gordon was supposed to be for Denver. Like if you look at, if you look at my guy, Joe Harris in this Brooklyn Nets series, He's having a rough series. He's not shooting the ball well. And I think a lot of it is a product be, a, a product of him having to now become like the Brooklyn Nets second offensive option, you know, without Kyrie Irving, with James Harden being as limited as he is. Like Joe Harris needs to take more shots. He needs to mm. be that guy for the Nets. And that's just not who he is. And I think a similar thing happened to Aaron Gordon in the playoffs where no Jamal Murray they needed Aaron Gordon to shoot more. They needed him to score more points. And that's just not the type of guy he is at this point. Right. You know, right. that, that's not the type of player he is. And that's not the type of player the Nuggets brought him to Denver to be. So how he was in the regular season when Jamal Murray was healthy, I think that's a much closer mm. uh, kind of comp of who the type of offensive player he needs to be for the Nuggets going forward. And he will be. Um, now it's tough because, you know, Jamal Murray won't play for a lot next season and, you know, they'll, they'll need more from Gordon offensively. And he actually was okay, you know, at times offensively in the regular season, but I just think his expanded role kind of took him out of, uh, his comfort zone a little bit based on how he was playing with the nuggets before the playoffs. So I'm still high on Aaron Gordon. I still am. I'm with you. And that's a really good transition into the next question comes to us from at Nolan Rogers, more telling uh, the regular season defense with Aaron Gordon or what we saw in the playoffs, which was of course suboptimal. Um, And I think it's an interesting question because obviously the playoffs are what matters, but you know, there was this really cascading effect on the defense to lose all of those guys. Um, You know, like those, those starters post trade deadline, it was a lot more versatile. They were a lot more willing to switch. There were less areas to attack. And there was also in a rising property of length, right? That it wasn't so much any one guy as this defensive stopper, but when it's Barton, Gordon, Porter, Jokic lined up next to each other, like that's a lot of height and length. Um, so we need to see that in the playoffs first. But I do, you know, with regards to what sort of impact Aaron Gordon had on either side of the ball, particularly defensive, I look at those games post-trade deadline more than I do, you know, him alongside Faku and Austin Rivers. Yeah. yeah. I mean, mercifully, mercifully, they don't have to make this decision about Aaron Gordon right now. Right. Like, if they had to make it right now, it would be, like, very, very difficult. difficult because he did not really show out to the level that we expected in the playoffs. But again, I mean, we've said this a million times. You said it less than one minute ago. I mean, he was foisted into a role that – was not intended for him. Um, And, you know, like a lot of people were, I've heard a lot of people, I heard the scuttlebutt around town is that uh, people were not into Gordon and they don't want him on the team anymore, Uh, which is silly, very silly, um, but very reactionary, what you you expect after a a very heartbreaking uh, and frankly embarrassing way to exit the season. So I, I mean, I just want to see what the man has next year. Like I want to see what it looks like when he's got a full off season, uh, when the team can really like sort of structure themselves in a way that is uh, in relation to having Gordon on the squad. Um, 
we'll see though. I mean, like, you know, we all saw flashes from the, from him and we saw him shut down Kawhi Leonard. We saw him like be brilliant at times defensively. It's just, you know, when you're watching basketball, um, I hate to use this word casually, uh, the offensive side of the ball is where everyone's eyes go. And like, he was pretty loud uh, at, in as far as being bad on the offensive side, but that's like not why he's here. So, right. I would think probably they will, they will try to retain him if he plays similar to how he did. I mean, if he plays like how he did in the uh, that beautiful eight to get to 10 game stretch where the nuggets were all together, life, the vibes are immaculate. The smuggets has, had arrived. Everything was beautiful. We couldn't be knocked off our perch. Like, yeah, you signed that guy for sure. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, so we'll see, man. Yeah. Like I'm just looking through some of his stat lines right when he got here. His first game, 13.69 shooting against the Magic, 24 points, 10 of 13 shooting, 16 points on 7 of 11 shooting against Miami. Like he had really nice nights offensively during the regular season. And I think that's the type of guy he's going to be during the regular season next year. And defensively in the playoffs, I thought he was great. I thought he was really, really good defensively in the playoffs. Obviously, kind of changed the Portland series guarding Damian Lillard in the second half of game two. Uh, and then I thought he was good on Devin Booker uh, yeah. when he guarded Booker in the Sun Series. Individually, it just it didn't, you know, like as we've seen oft, often throughout the league, plugging a talented individual defender into a lacking defensive system like doesn't always, you know, that impact wasn't there like we saw in the regular season. And I think were he to be playing alongside more impact guys, that impact would only only grow. So I'm with you guys, I'm with you guys for sure. Uh, Want to wrap up with uh, another question or two here? Yeah. By the way, the tertiary playmaking too from Gordon when everyone was healthy and the offense was healthy, like yeah, it was three, beautiful. Assists every now and then, like it, it was a nice, nice touch. Um, Burn Dog Nine, shout out Burn Dog. Best example of a guard tearing their ACL, returning at near or top form. I think Zach Levine, right? Harrison's the first example. Yeah, comes to mind yeah. for me. I mean, Zach Levine looks every bit as athletic as he does as he did before his ACL tear, which I think was a couple seasons ago. But uh, still, like the ACL, I, I, it's not a huge deal these days, especially if you're such a young player. Yeah, like yeah. Jamal Murray is. So, I, I've, sports, I, yeah, yeah, I have very little, very little to zero like long term concern about like Murray's. No, it's back to the guy he was like we, you know, <clears throat> people who are uh, fans of science, like there's a reason <laughs> the human body is uh, being better and better understood by sports medicine. Like we just understand it more like yeah. science just makes things better as you have more and more time to try things out and see what works and get rid of things that don't work. So uh, like there's just, you know, tearing your ACL in the seventies just meant like it was over. You're done. And tearing your ACL now, it's like you can score uh, 50 points and 20 rebounds or whatever Kevin Durant just did uh, in the playoffs. And, like, he doesn't – you don't see any ill effects. uh, Off an Achilles. That's an Achilles. Off a torn Achilles, yeah. Yeah. That's the death sentence. Yeah, Yeah. that that is the worst of the worst injuries you could have in sports. Yeah, man. So yeah, I wouldn't. I did. I'm not. I'm not even a little bit worried about uh, Jamal's recovery. It's just it sucks. It just the the, the time the, the when you have that's to it. get the actual human body involved to heal itself. Like that's the real bummer. And the timing of the return near the start of the playoffs. But like eventually, yes. Jamal will be Jamal. And his game wasn't necessarily. He's underrated in terms of explosion at the RM, but his game isn't necessarily predicated on like 
Westbrook-esque athleticism, you know, versus just tough shot making. Uh, All right, let's close with this one. Derek, the DJ Johnson wants wants us to tell him what we will do with our summer breaks. Derek, I don't want to let you down, but it's not much of a break. (laughs) This is it. (laughs) This is it. We're going to be answering your questions. I'm looking forward to it. I am going to Hawaii. <laughs> I'm going to Hawaii in like two weeks. What? Wow. Bougie vote. Bougie vote. Dude, what? You going yeah, to dude. Hawaii? Are you going to what, what is the plan? Take us through it. What, what's happening out there? Uh, well, Michelle's going to plan 100% of things we do. Yeah, yeah, she is. She did a great job. <laughs> Brighton, just, just from experience, don't even try to plan anything because if you do, and if she plans everything and you just plan one thing, like somehow she's going to think you messed up that one thing. Yeah. hundred oh, percent. So just let, just let, let her plan everything. One chef in that kitchen, man. That's yeah. enough for me. <laughs> yeah. That's that's speaking from experience. Yeah. Holy smokes. My, my summer consists of just going to a wedding every weekend. Like I am this weekend. That's right. um, <laughs> because so I'm in the time of my life right now. where just all my friends are getting married. And all of my now fiance's friends are getting married and all the weddings from last summer got pushed to this summer. Oh, it's so true. So we seriously have a wedding every single weekend. It feels like. Yeah. What the heck? Like I made it through that portion of my life. And then I befriended a bunch of, I befriended a bunch of morons in their goddamn twenties. I got sucked back into this wedding cycle. What happened? I used to be wedding season. (laughs) I used to have everything figured out and I just started back over. Why would I do that? I'm going to plan my proposal for right when Eric feels like (laughs) (laughs) one more for you. Yeah. Yeah. My, my summer break is me uh, just working on other sports beats here at dbr and uh, it's you working yeah i just i'm just my <laughs> i won't be going to hawaii i won't be <laughs> just not, not nothing really ever lines up for me so i'm gonna i'm gonna do more of that sounds good sounds good <laughs> all right well i think that will wrap up uh today's show thanks for listening guys thanks for listening uh this entire week uh next week five more podcasts coming up and no. we got some cool stuff planned for the podcast. Yeah, we do. Uh, in, coming the up rise well. of the DNBA, dude. The DNBA is going to come back in 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 with force. Yes, like yes. like we did all through the bubble. And the difference this time is that we'll we won't be tr- trying to create an hour's worth of content out of absolutely no new. We would like every day we'd get on. We're like, let's see what happened today. Okay, no one left their homes. Uh, the NBA was, it was illegal for the NBA to, to conduct any business of any kind. Uh, you guys want to do a snake draft? <laughs> hey, hey, the snake drafts might be coming back. Yeah, dude, rumors abound. Back. People are talking about snake drafts. I've heard, I've heard guys, and I want to do aggregators now. Slow down. Oh, the steps. boy. Many people are saying this. What? I've been hearing I heard that, that as well. Yeah. Dude, I heard that buzz on the street, but I thought I dismissed it as uh, as legend. I'm just saying, keep an eye on it. <laughs> All right, yeah. Keep an eye. Keep an eye. Maybe as soon as next week. Maybe. Maybe. We'll see. Oh, boy. All right. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Uh, talk to you next week. If you're looking for a place to get your teeth clean, maybe you need some dental work done, make sure to check out Green Mountain Dental Group. A lot of us here at DNVR have gone there to get everything done from getting our wisdom teeth pulled to cavities filled. They're great people. 
They care about you as a customer. And right now at Green Mountain Dental Group, stop in there, schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam with them. They will give you a free Sonicare toothbrush, a top of the line electric toothbrush. So check out Green Mountain Dental Group today, located 15 minutes from downtown Denver and schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam with them. Get a free Sonicare toothbrush today.